0: Good evening, everyone, and uh, welcome. This is our good friend, Tom French. I'm Andrew, and we're here to have a chat about Tom's new book. And our our real heart is that this little series we plan to do for will be to build up preachers um, in the month of October. And we're keen to chat with Tom everything about preaching and youth ministry. And so here we are. Welcome aboard.
1: Thank you. Were you welcoming me or... Oh,
0: i you and the listeners.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: <laughs> so, Tom, where are you right now?
1: I am uh, sitting in my study in Parkville in Melbourne.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Excellent. And, um, yeah, I'm in my study in Glenhaven in Sydney. But, yeah, good to be together. So, Tom, I just got sent this in the mail yesterday from Kurong Talks That Suck.
1: Yeah. That's what I do.
0: That Don't Suck. And um, how long has this book been out?
1: Um, Actually, a month of the day of recording. So 10th of October. No, September. 10th of September it came out.
0: Yeah, awesome. And this is your second book?
1: It is, yeah. The first one was Weird, Crude, Funny and Nerd, The Bible Exposed.
0: And how has that guy gone?
1: It's uh, pretty good. Um, I, I like I've never written a book before that, so I was like, I, I don't, I don't know what I should expect, but it it seems to have gone alright. People like it and are reading it, and people keep buying it, so I'm happy.
0: What's one encouraging like kind of feedback you've had just from from someone that's read that guy? Uh, I
1: th- I think like hearing about uh like particularly like young young boys who are reading it, and yeah. so then it's often like not that interested in reading books or not that interested in reading the Bible and they'll read that book and get excited about, um, you know, some of the stuff that's in the Bible. Like that's always, always encouraging. get yeah. Hearing that story.
0: Nice, nice. Now, good to hear. But this guy, this book that's now come out, tell us the heart. Of how, like what led you? Why did you write
1: this book? Uh, I, I wrote it because, like, When you're doing youth ministry, which I've been doing for a while, there's like, and you want to train people in how to do talks. Like, it's there's often like resources out there, and they're just a lot really difficult to get into. And I wanted something that was really simple that, like, you could give to a youth leader and say, like, they might not have any any training in how to do a Bible talk. And like, you, you can read this book from start to end, it'll like take you through step by step, doesn't get too in depth uh doesn't like there's not heaps of dense theology in there there's a quick kind of theology of preaching but i want to just keep it kind of fun and interesting and moving so that you can go from beginning to end you know everything you need to do and then after that hopefully if you got excited then you can go into all those other books that go do go more in depth and you know just people are smarter than me have written those ones
0: yeah, no, I like it. I um yeah, like I said, I, I um just spent an hour with it this morning, but I immediately I thought, oh man, this is something I could give all my youth leaders, rather than a two hundred, three hundred page, you know, book on preaching that's a bit overwhelming, just sits on their bookshelf or sits on their desk. Um, I can see this guy like literally they can work through it and then when they write their first talk and go back to it just with um just how to kind of begin to step into if they have that challenge of writing a talk. Yeah. Lovely, lovely. So, yeah, talk us a little bit about the journey, um, I guess, about you. Let's let's talk about you. People want to get to know Tom French, those that some people will know you a little bit, a big bit. Um, uh-huh. What's your journey of preaching looked like? When did you first do a talk and then what's it look like since then? Uh,
1: well, I didn't. When, when I first got the opportunity to talk, uh, I didn't do a talk. So, like, I was at my church, they like gave me a service to what run once, and yeah. I was so terrified of preaching that I just played a piece of classical music and told people to think about God, which is probably the, the worst talk I've ever done. No. Uh, <laughs> Let me come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then um, I started working in youth ministry, and because of that, I needed to to do some talks. I think uh, it was like 2002 that I started like speaking and I was like running an evening service at my church. So I had to preach there. And um, I think that was the main place where I was speaking when I started was actually preaching in church and no one gave me any kind of training. So I just had to figure it out for myself. And I'd, I'd been this, my plan for my life had been to be a filmmaker. So I'd been doing a lot of script writing and stuff which uh, looking back on the scripts now they weren't that good but my brain was in like story mode and like how do you like how do you write a like a film script and where do you, how do you find like the the themes and the through lines and build tension and you know all that kind of stuff so that's what was in my head and so yeah. when I moved into preaching like I was like oh well I'm just going to be thinking about it like telling this story and and so that's kind of where things came from, and then I just kind of started watching other people preach. When I first went to Soul Survivor in 2003, and I saw Mike Pilovacci preach for the first time, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" Like he was, because he was fun and he was funny, but he was really good at kind of engaging, engaging with the Bible and applying it to your life. Yeah, and the whole thing, I was just like, "This is amazing! This is what I want to do." So. So I can't, so he, like, listening to him was great training because I hadn't had any training. So listening to him, I was like, oh, there's a good way to preach. And so, um, yeah, I think it wasn't until I'd been preaching for, like, seven or eight years that I actually did a course on how to how to preach. Yeah. Um, so I was just figuring it out for myself and watching other people.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, good. So this book, um, Talks That Don't Suck, who have you, like, who's it, who's it- for who should read
1: it so particularly it's like aimed at like youth leaders so i wanted it to be like the most helpful would be like the 19 year old who's just been asked to do lead at youth group and then they've been given their first talk and they're like i have no idea what i'm doing um so like the youth leader and then beyond that um maybe a like a new youth pastor like when I first started leading a youth group um, I'd been a youth leader a bit but I didn't really know what I was doing and then they kind of threw me into it I didn't know what I was doing so then I wrote it for you know for me in 2002 so the, the brand new youth worker who doesn't know what's going on um, and then probably the last group of people is not the people who probably maybe who have got plenty of experience in preaching, but may be like, oh, now I've got to preach to teenagers and I have no idea how to do it. And so they probably don't need to read the whole book, but there's a few bits about, like, how do I engage with teenagers and, you yeah. know, do I need to be funny and things like that. So that's they're the other group that the book's aimed at.
0: No, that, that's good. I think the content is, is laid out really well. So you can just pick it up and read one section that will re for someone. Um I, I really appreciated as I was looking this morning. Um you mentioned the classic line, you know, we only retain five percent of what we hear. And yeah. um, you know, that then triggered for me like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, our talk talks important. And you, you go on to talk about this in, in the book. So like why why is it important that we still do talks on Friday nights or at church? Like, is it still important?
1: Uh yeah. And I, I think it's important because uh, like preaching for some reason is, is a way that God has decided to, to work. Like he, all the way through the Bible, you see that preaching comes up again and again and again. And so you have like the, the prophets are preaching. Um, you have Jesus is a preacher. Like he says, you know, I've come to preach. Um, you see the apostles go and preach. And then you see throughout church history, people are preaching and God is working and lives get changed through preaching. I think the the difficulty comes because we have a different idea about what preaching should be doing and so we think that it should be like oh you've got to be able to retain and remember everything you hear in a sermon uh, or a you know youth group talk whatever it is you you don't have to remember it all. The point is that there is got to be there's at some point where God works on your heart and and applies the word to your life and you get changed by it and it can be like a little change that you might not even notice like it like we get shaped by years of listening to preaching and sometimes there's a really big thing and then and like your life changes overnight but the the point isn't that you know everything that's been said you don't have to remember all the illustrations or all the points all you need is for god to be at work in your heart And so, like, the goal of preaching isn't retention or uh, information. There's a saying that lots of people love. It's uh, not about information. It's about transformation. And I'm completely on board with that. And so if people only remember 5% of what I say, that's totally fine because it it doesn't even matter if they remember nothing just as long as the spirit's at work.
0: No, that's very helpful um i think that just yeah great little summary for us i want to go on a little side note just to um bring us into the world of tom a little story that um i'd love to hear for you um like what's been one of the most intimidating times you've had to do a talk
1: oh um like there's always there are some times when you have to speak which are like just big like you know they're significant moments so like preaching at a funeral, preaching at a wedding, like those kinds of things are like, they're intimidating. Um, but I think um, probably when I first was having to do talks, like Bible talks in high schools, um, and you would be in front of a bunch of, you know, kids who have had very little exposure to the Bible, are totally not interested. And your job is to to share about, what the Bible teaches and share the good news of Jesus with them. Like, that's super intimidating. I remember once I was on a, a trip with my, with my Bible colleagues. I was pretty new to speaking and we were going to different high schools. And uh, and the guy before me had done a talk and I was, I think, going to do a talk later in the day. And some boys came up to me and they're like, that guy did a talk, do you like him? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, you sure? Cause we'll bash him for you if we want. And I was like, no, please don't. <laughs> and I was like, Oh man, these are the kids I've got to talk to. <laughs> They're threatening to beat up my friend, what are they going to do to me? But it, they didn't beat me up or him up in the end. And uh, they heard about Jesus. So <laughs> I was good.
0: Yeah. Love it. Has anyone ever thrown anything at you in any high school visit?
1: <laughs> no, no, no one's ever thrown anything at me. Anyone ever thrown anything at you?
0: Yeah, not during a talk, just oh. just MC time. Oh, yeah. Definitely had a couple of thongs or chisels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, the I think the other part of this first episode, we, we um, I'd love to move into, I guess, hearing a few of your tips into you've been asked to do the talk. You've got to overcome the kind of fear and all of that. But then where do you start? What is like preparing that talk look like? How would you give us the Tom French School of Prep?
1: Right. Well, if if you're in like uh, ideal land, because I, I I think often when you're in prep land, it's not always ideal. Like you don't have the right conditions because you you know you remembered it too late and you're like oh ah oh, and then you're trying to get everything going or anyway. But in ideal land, like the first thing you do is pray. Um, I think that's always important. Um, and I try and keep in my mind whatever talks i know i have coming up i try and be praying about them each each day as i'm doing my time in the bible and praying then i want to be have in my mind what it is that i'm coming up so i can be praying about it not just in my preparation time but just in general in my life that i can be like all right this is what's coming i can be praying about that so prayer is the first place to start then uh then you got to know what it is you're speaking about Uh, and kind of narrowing that down so sometimes people will just give you a passage and that's super easy so you've got the passage and then you just read the passage spend some time reading it um, read it in different versions and get your head around just what's going on there Um, but if you haven't got the passage then you've got to at least figure out what it is that you are going to be speaking on and how you make that decision um can be really stressful like like what how do do i know what to speak on because i've
0: spent like like, the first few days just trying to pick and then you're left with like half a day
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so you want to be able to kind of sort that out quickly if you can um so sometimes it's useful to talk to the person um who has asked you to do the talk and say what is it that you want from this Um, the more you can narrow it down, the better. So if they're like, oh, you know, just do whatever you want. You say, well, what's going on for the the group? Uh, What are you hoping to achieve? Um, Or maybe if you're working through, you know, topical series, then I always say if you're doing topical series, just pick one passage, one main passage that's on the topic and work on that rather than try and cover the whole Bible in a talk because that's a lot of work to know the whole Bible um and you're not going to be able to cover the whole bible well in a talk anyway if you haven't had the time to prepare it and if you've got like 10 15 minutes for a youth group talk you can't even do it um, yeah it's
0: often when you go over and you're like you just talk too long
1: and that's yeah.
0: good for anyone
1: yeah so, so say someone is like oh speak on prayer well then you could be like well let's look at every instance of prayer in the bible but yeah, that's that's too much but if you say all right let's speak on prayer all right let's narrow it down we'll go to like matthew chapter 7 uh i'm just doing talk on this that's why it's in my head but matthew 7 7 to 11 is the bit where it says uh seek asking you receive seeking you'll find knock on the door will be open to you um and then the bit about you know if which of you, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake, or if he asks for bread, will give him a stone? You're like, all right, there you go. Then you've got like this talk on prayer that's like condensed into these four verses, and you've got so much in there. And then you can cover that and do that well. And all the other stuff on prayer that's in the Bible, like, you know, Jesus' prayer for the disciples, or teaching the disciples how to pray or, pray, or, you know, whatever Paul says in the epistles, all that kind of stuff, you can just leave it. Leave it to other people at other times and say, I'm just going to focus on this one thing. So then, yeah, get your passage. And then if you can do that quicker, then you can just focus on that and then you're yeah, off to the races.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's really helpful. because I, I reckon that's often where I've been stuck over my years as a, as a youth leader and procrastinating and picking. But it sounds like what I'm hearing is like, yeah, it's a bit of listening to who you're talking to and and then it's trying to narrow in and then work off that.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm also like, I, I never try and stress too much about it because I think sometimes we can over spiritualize picking the passage. So we like, we've got to, what is it that God wants to say to these people? And, you know, what's the spirit doing? And all that is good and important. If you're feeling a strong, you know, leading towards something, you should do it. But if you're not feeling it, or you, you don't like, you don't feel like God's, you know, particularly leading you anyway, then don't worry too much because. He speaks through the whole of his word. And so if you pick the wrong passage, the worst that can happen is God speaks to them through another part of his word. So, you know, it, it never it's never in vain to, to preach the Bible faithfully, whatever you do. So you can't go too far wrong. Um, so don't don't stress about it too much.
0: Uh, that, that's helpful. There's a part um, that you talk about in the preparation, like section of your book, um, about showing Jesus as their hero. Um, yeah. You want to give us a give us a little insight into that on our, for our live viewers.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I think the one of the big things that that I often see people do is that they'll do a really good talk with good stuff to do, like, all right, now you, you can go away and you can make sure that uh, you pray or you can go away and you can make sure uh, that you are kind to your family. Uh, go away and do this thing. Um, but the what the gospel teaches us is that the most important thing for us is not that we go and do stuff, but that we know who we are in Jesus and what he has already done for us. And that, that our identity doesn't come from you know being the best Christian we can. Our identity comes from the fact that and we have a God in heaven who has seen us in our sin and sent his son to live and to die and to rise again for us uh, and to bring us into his family. And then because of that, we get the Holy Spirit and then we get empowered to live. And so then if you want to go and you know, pray better or you know, love your family or whatever it is you're called to do, you can only do that because of the good news of Jesus and because you're empowered by the Spirit. And the thing that changes us is not our hard work, but the work that's already been done for us. So, uh, so I always am like, well, we need to bring this back to Jesus and ground what we're doing in the gospel so that everything else flows out of that, so that, that your obedience flows out of the fact that you're a child of God saved by Jesus. And so you don't feel guilt for not achieving the things that you set out to achieve, but you feel set free to do the things that you do because of your new identity. Um, so that means that when you do a youth talk, you bring it back to Jesus. How does the gospel impact on what I'm saying here? So it's not just to go and do this stuff, but you can go and do this stuff because of what's been done for you in Jesus.
0: Mm. So how do you, how do you go with the tension of like your, the big idea that, that you're revealing through the passage? Yeah. But also Jesus to be the hero. How do you, um, How do you work it so that the big ideas heard, but also Jesus together? Maybe yeah, give us a little bit more into that.
1: Yeah, so I I think it's about um, like you. If you've got a big idea, sometimes Jesus will be right there in the middle of your big idea, and so if that's the case, then it's then it's easy. So if it's like you know your big idea is that um, Jesus came to save us and change us, then well, there you go. Look, it's it's already in the midst of it. But if you've got a big idea in, and it's you know something else like um, now I'm trying to think of a big idea. Um, anyway, whatever it is, whatever big idea you have, you you can show how Jesus impacts on that. So so let's let's say the um, the big idea is that um, okay pray pray uh, be, pray because you have a loving Father. So, so the thing to do is to pray. The the reason in your big idea there is because your father is loving. And so then you've got then your question is not so much how should I pray, but why should I pray? God loving Father, how do I know my Father is loving? Well, because we've seen ultimately we've seen the love of the Father in His Son. So if a fa- if the Father is going to be a Father who gives us good gifts, well the best gift that we have is Jesus, and we've seen that. Like, of course he's not going to give us a snake or a, a rock when we want something, when we've asked for something good, because when we ask for nothing at all, he sent his son Jesus. And while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. And so so you can now go and pray because you've seen the character of God and you can approach this loving Father because you've seen it in Jesus. Yeah. So that, there you go.
0: I think yeah that worked that worked well.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: <laughs> well, any other as we're coming into the land, any other tips for our listeners and friends out there um, in the process of preparing that talk that you that comes to mind now just as we're chatting? Uh, I,
1: I think the probably a big tip in your preparation is just listen to listen to other people like, Like some sometimes we feel this pressure that I've got to I've got to have good things to say and whatever you have to say in your talk will not be original because there have been people speaking about the Bible for the last two thousand years and so you're not going to come up with anything new and if you do come up with something new then you're probably wrong and you shouldn't say it Um, so don't be afraid of like reading books about like commentaries on the passage or talking to, you know, wise people around you listening to other sermons and don't be afraid of saying other people's ideas. I mean, you should credit people if it's like a really clear that you've stolen it. Say you know, so-and-so said this, but, um, but listen to other people because there's a lot of good stuff there and it's, you don't have to be really wise and smart. You just have to present biblical truth and you can find that anywhere. And so, look for it everywhere and share it because that's the best opportunity that people have to grow. It's not about you. It's about people hearing what God's word and hearing it preached well. And so then you're free to just give them whatever from wherever.
0: Yeah. I like that. I think it's taking, it's constantly means your posture is taking your focus off you and it's trying to look at everyone that God's made and listening to them and I imagine that's also why you're trying to pray during this preparation. Mm-hmm. And it, I was thinking before I wanted to ask you, like what does praying during the preparation look like? Like what kind of prayers is it? Is it like, Lord, make this talk incredible? Or what kind of, <laughs> prayers, what kind of prayers have helped you along the way? Uh,
1: so I think my prayer is um, that I pray for help in preparation. So I pray that I'll understand the passage Um and then I, and I pray for, like, ultimately, I'm always praying for the outcomes. I pray that God will be glorified, and that um, people will be changed by what I have to say. Um, so I want to preach faithfully. I want to ask God to be doing that. But then in the midst of it, then there are times when I pray, and I'm just like, I didn't understand this. God, help me to understand this. Or I I have nothing to say to these people. Give me something to say. And so there's a lot of like just as I get through to each bit, if I hit a wall, I'm like, I'm like I need to pray, and I pray. And sometimes the prayer gets answered quickly, and sometimes it gets answered, you know, right when I'm about to preach. And I'm like, oh look, <laughs> oh now it feels like it's all there. Like maybe it's been answered a lot earlier, but then I only feel like it's been answered once I've done the talk and people are like, oh actually, yeah, that that spoke to me. I'm like, oh really? Felt like rubbish to me, but but yeah, prayer about anything and everything, um, but yeah, definitely not like can I have a be a, do a great talk and be super funny and you know, but can you use this for your glory and to change people?
0: That's really helpful, I think. I think keeping your own genuine like relationship with God as you're doing the process. That means you're, you know, connecting with Him and and working on yourself and keeping your focus on Him and and other people and what God's going to do through it really helps the head and and heart along the journey. Yeah. So this is uh, our first little episode. As we come into land now, um, how do we how do people get hold of this book or how can we help you with this book and what God's can do through it?
1: Well, uh, people can get the book for free sorry if you you just bought it but uh you can get the free pdf or uh, you know ibook or kindle whatever that is if you go to tomfrench.com.au forward slash free book that's all one word
0: and then you're giving free why are you giving it away for
1: free i'm giving away free because uh one because i think it's hopefully a helpful resource for people who are using the book who could use it so you know if, it, if it's like you've got a book you want to help people do talks and then they, they don't know about it or it's not they can't get their hands on it, then what use is it? So, one because I think it'll be a blessing, but two because uh, it's a sneaky marketing promotion. Because then I give you a free book, you give me your email address, and then I'll email you like, hey, how'd you enjoy the book? Do you want to buy my other book? But that's that's for book marketing, we can do that on the on that podcast
0: awesome (laughs) awesome well tom thanks for giving us your time um i believe we're now going to have a little time of questions yes Uh, so those that are out there with us um get your questions ready and um tom will be live in just a moment thanks tom
1: no worries